Hey there, Alex here. Welcome to today's Tapping Solution Podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about language and specifically our emotional language, and even more specifically than that, our habitual emotional vocabulary that we use on an ongoing basis. I'm going to show you some simple processes, some simple things that you can do to change just one or two habitual words that you use in your emotional vocabulary and how it can literally change the experience of your life. And of course, I'm going to show you how you can use tapping to do this as well. Welcome to the Tapping Solution Podcast. I'm Alex Ortner, and along with my brother Nick and my sister Jessica, we've helped millions of people around the world for over 10 years to transform their lives. And all using the brain rewiring, energy shifting, out of this world amazing technique known as tapping. On this podcast, we'll share information, strategies, tapping, and at times inspiring interviews, all to help you live your best life. This process of changing some of the habitual emotional vocabulary that I that we use is something that I learned over 20 years ago from Tony Robbins. I still remember doing it back then and the impact that that change made all the way back then over 20 years ago is still impacting me now. I still use different emotional vocabulary now that leads me to a different emotional experience. And I'm going to show you how you can do that today in a really fun process and something that I want you to be able to take from here and use going forward. So let me start off today by just reading a quote by Dr. Andrew Newberg uh, from his book, Words Can Change Your Brain. Now he says, language shapes our behavior and each word we use is imbued with multitudes of personal meaning. The right words spoken in the right way can bring us love, money, and respect while the wrong words or even the right words spoken in the wrong way can lead a country to war. We must carefully orchestrate our speech if we want to achieve our goals and bring our dreams to fruition. Now, he's talking there both about our internal language and our external language to other people, but both are equally important. But today, we're really going to be focusing on our internal language. Let me read you something else by Tony Robbins here. The words you attach to your experience become your experience. Language is one of the keys to shifting your mind, shifting your body, and shifting your results. If your internal self-talk is negative, chances are that your external experiences will be negative as well. This is why we're going to be focusing on language and specifically our emotional vocabulary that we use on this podcast today. Now, let me give you a little bit of background. Let's talk about the English language, right? This applies to the English language. Of course, uh, it applies to other languages, but I don't have the details for other languages. There are, according to one of the dictionaries, I forget which one it was, but it says uh, there are 500,000 words in the English language. The average person uses about 2,000 words, but their habitual vocabulary is about 200 to 300 words. And I know that I am very much guilty of that. Um, I know I sometimes joke with uh, my brother and sister. Um, whenever I write things, I tend to repeat words that I use in my writing. Uh, I know my wife is a phenomenal writer and she has a much bigger vocabulary than I do. But I also know that it's not just about the number of words you use, but how you're using them, how you're saying them. But we are, uh, the point I'm trying to get across here is that we use a very limited number of words. And so what words we use and how we habitually use them very much impact our experience of life and our emotions and what we're feeling on a daily basis. Now, out of those 500,000 words, about 3,000 are used to express emotions. And not surprisingly, two-thirds of those are negative and about a third of those are positive. So two-thirds of those 3,000 words express negative emotions and about one-third are positive. 
So <clears throat> what I want to talk as well about the biochemical effect that our words actually have on us. So remember, the words that we use on a regular basis, our emotions, don't just, they're not just words that we say out there or when we say them internally, they have a biochemical effect on our body in terms of what uh, chemicals are released on an ongoing on an ongoing basis when you use those words. So if you say words to yourself like, I love myself, that has a totally different biochemical expression in your body than I hate myself. And so it's really important to understand that the words that we attach to our experiences actually become our experiences. And these words have a biochemical effect on the body that affects our health and affects us on a daily basis. So for example, if you were to use the word devastated, you're going to produce a very different biochemical effect than if you say, I'm a bit disappointed, right? I'm sure you can feel it in your body. If you just say to yourself, I'm completely devastated, it just sinks into your body, right? Or as opposed to, I'm a little bit disappointed. It feels different. It's lighter, right? And so we want to understand that the words that we use internally matter. And of course, so many people know that, you know, uh, having a critical internal voice can be very limiting. It can limit us from taking action. It can limit us from feeling good. And so what we're going to do today is to bring awareness to the regular emotional vocabulary that we're using, our habitual emotional vocabulary. And I'm going to show you a process that you can use to actually change that on an ongoing basis. So let me give you the example of what happened with me. <laughs> I still remember, this was over 20 years ago, and I, I forget exactly how it went about, but it was after I'd gone to a Tony Robbins event and learned about this, or it might have even been from one of his CD programs at the time. I don't really remember. It was over 20 years ago. But I do re very much remember wanting to change uh, a few of the habitual words that I was using. And one of them specifically, and I don't remember if this was just the example that Tony had given at the time, was I didn't want to have the word anger in my vocabulary anymore. I didn't want to be angry. It's not that I was necessarily a very angry person, but I recognized that I could get angry at times. I was uh, hot-headed at times, and I didn't want anger to be a part of my vocabulary. And so I made a conscious choice to switch whenever I was feeling angry to go, well, what would it feel like if I was frustrated and said? I'm just frustrated. Frustrated feels a little, a little bit different than anger, right? Really different emotion in the body and really different expression of how things continue on from there and lead on from there. And to this day today, anger is not a part of my regular emotional vocabulary. And not surprisingly, anger is not a part of my regular emotions. I don't really get angry. I can't remember the last time I was angry about something. I can say I get frustrated about things and disappointed about things. And, and there are other words that I've used, but they're softer words in terms of the emotional expression they have on my body. And so what we're going to do today is I want to show you an exercise that I learned way back then that you can use to recognize, and this is where we want to start with, is kind of recognizing and acknowledging the emotions that we have. We want to recognize how many positive words we have and about and how many negative words we have. And we want to think about those negative words that we have and how habitual they are and if they're serving us. Are those negative habitual words serving us and what can we do to actually change them so that we have a different experience in our lives, right? So um, as I said, I changed angry to frustrated. I want you to think about that for yourself. And so what I want to challenge you to do, as I said, this podcast today is going to be uh, shorter because I want you to really hone in on figuring out just a couple of things. Specifically, we're going to think about some habitual 
emotional vocabulary words that you use in your regular day, and then how we can go about shifting them. I'm going to show you how you can use tapping to do that. So I'm going to actually challenge you. I want to give you a 10-day challenge, right? A 10-day challenge to where you're going to identify the emotional words you use and then choose new words you're going to use instead, right? And this is a process I, right now, have decided that I'm going to be doing with certain things that I want to make different, right? And so here's what I want you to do and think about right now. I want you to think about, and if you have a piece of paper, uh, a pen and a piece of paper, or you can you know write this on your computer, on your phone, wherever it is, and I want you to think about and what you want to be doing, you know, you can do this over the course of a day, you can do this over a few days, or you can just think about your past experiences over the last week. And I want you to think about what are all of the emotions that you felt during that time, right? Now remember, there are 3,000 words in the English dictionary, in the English language, to express the emotions that you use. But what's interesting is that when people are asked this, Generally, people can't think of about more than a dozen different words uh, to, to express the emotions that they have on a regular and ongoing basis. I recommend doing two things. Number one, see if you can do it without actually, you know, looking at any emotional words just from your memory. Just think about, you know, what, you know, partly you can ask is when people ask you how you're doing, what words do you say? Right. And not necessarily the casual somebody, you know, that you know from work, but, but friends when they ask you uh, or your family how you're doing. What are the words that you that you say, and what are the, what do you actually feel underneath, right? So if somebody asks you, "Hey, how are you? How are you doing today?" You might go, "Great," right? Or you might say, "Good," but inside you go, "I'm sad," or "I'm lonely," or "I'm depressed," uh, whatever the words may be that you feel, right? And I want you to think about those words for yourself and write those down. And I want you to think about and make two columns: make a positive column of positive words you can come up with that are, are emotions that you regularly experience and negative ones of negative emotions that you regularly experience and words that you use to yourself as well in that internal language. So you might you know, say that you're, that you're great or you might say, I'm awful, I'm not a good person, I'm so weak. Um, it's also part of how you define yourself in terms of those emotional, that emotional language that you use on a daily basis. Right, so I wanna challenge you to do that. Then what you can do after you do that, you can go ahead and look at emotions, right? I actually have a, I downloaded a great wheel that I got online um, that shows a whole multitude of different emotions. You can just get a list of different emotions and think about that for yourself. And I'm going to share with you right now just some of the words that I find that I use on a, on a regular basis for myself. And now I, I did find, I did come up with more negative initially than positive in terms of looking at a list. And I looked at tons and tons of words and finding the ones that resonated for me to go, you know what? There are times that I feel this way. There are times over the last month or the last two months or the last six months where I have felt this way. And so it's a part of my habitual emotions that I feel and the language that I actually use internally and sometimes externally to express those those particular emotions. I'll tell you right now, some of the words, I will say, so with the negative words, what I found was I ended up chunking uh, a number of them together. And I really, for me, most of them fell into about four different categories of words that had similar emotions or causes to them. Now with my positive words, I had 11 words, but they really only fell into eight different categories or similarities. So I actually found in my case that in terms of the regular words that I use, I use more positive words than negative words. I shouldn't say that. I definitely have, I, I would have to track exactly how often on a daily basis I use a negative versus positive, but generally speaking, I would definitely say that I'm a more positive person than negative person. I've done a lot of work over the last 20 years to be that way. 
So uh, regular emotions, I'm going to start with the positive that I experience on a daily basis. Gratitude. I feel gratitude on a daily basis. I make sure to focus on it. I consider gratitude and love to be the two most important emotions for me to feel on a daily basis, I think for any of us to feel. Gratitude, whenever life is tough and you can connect with gratitude, it helps things feel much better in your life. And so I make sure to have that be a part of my regular everyday vocabulary and what I'm thinking about. I know in my Tapping Solution Planner, I write down three things that I'm grateful for. So for me, they are gratitude, love, happiness, calm, and peaceful. I put those together. Excited, great, good, right? I put those together because, you know, a lot of times people ask, how are you feeling? I'm feeling great. I'm really feeling great. Or sometimes I'm just feeling good, right? Those are, that's my vocabulary. Um, and of course, you know, I would uh, agree that women will likely have a, a, a better emotional vocabulary than most men will. Um, as a general rule, right? Uh, other words that I use are confident. I consider myself to be a generally confident person, and I feel confident in a lot of the things that I do. I'm also optimistic and positive. I generally have a positive outlook on the world. I have a positive outlook on my relationship with my wife, with my business, with my health. I'm always thinking optimistically and positively about my future. Now, it doesn't mean there aren't negative words as well. Some of the negative words that I have, as I said, I don't use anger anymore, but I use frustrated. I use annoyed, I use impatient at times, I use disappointed, and I kind of put those into a category in terms of how they're triggered sometimes with work things where I'm feeling frustrated or annoyed or I'm just being impatient and I'm disappointed about something, but they all feel very similar to me in terms of how they're expressed or what causes cause for me. Other words for me are jealous, envious, resentful. Those come up when I get into comparison, right? When, you, when we jump on social media and we compare our lives to other people or compare what we're putting out in the world and the impact we're making or just anything, we all have our own ways of comparing. That's where I find at times and not very frequently jealousy and envious or resentful, right? Now, we're gonna, what we're going to do in the exercise is I'm going to show you what you can do with your list of negative words to actually shift it so that you're moving out of using that negative language and finding more positive language on an ongoing basis, right? So for me, with the op, the words that I'm going to be using to replace frustrated, annoyed, impatient, or disappointed are patient and accepting, right? And so I, what I want to be able to do is to wire in my nervous system that when I find myself feeling those things, that I can trigger the other emotions of patience or acceptance. And we can do this in just our language, but we're also going to use tapping, which is a really effective tool to be able to reduce those emotions and choose the emotions new, right? I do that in my tapping solution plan every morning. I recognize what emotions I'm feeling. I acknowledge them, and then I choose a new emotion. But what I'm doing here, what we're going to be doing here in this process is to actually look at our regular vocabulary that we use, like our entire vocabulary, recognize and go, hey, these are the words that I use on a regular basis. And I want you to, to, to recognize for yourself, what are the emotions that you live the most in? What are the emotions? What are the words you use for those emotions the most? And what words could you use instead, right? Now, what, what we want to do is even by changing one word habitually, if we can go from anger to frustration, it is life-changing. I can tell you it, it was life-changing for me to go from habitually feeling angry about things to habitually feeling frustrated about things. One is a much lower intensity and impact on my life than the other. And of course, we want to go even further from, you know, from anger to frustration to joy to happiness to bring in more of those good emotions. So other going back to the list that I had, jealousy, envious, resentful, I'm choosing there to be celebratory, right? 
to go, you know what, whenever I'm feeling jealous, I'm probably comparing myself and I'm saying, you know, why, why aren't I doing that? I want to celebrate other people and their successes. I want to celebrate them and celebrate myself and not go into that comparison. So that's the word I'm choosing. Um, other words, you know, at times as I mentioned, you know, most of the time I find myself to be confident in what I'm doing, but I'm human. I also feel self-conscious at times, nervous at times, worried at times, right? And so what I want to do when I'm feeling those emotions of self-conscious or nervous or worried is I want to choose new words. And the words I'm going to choose are assured and determined, right? Assured and determined. And, and the last category that I have for myself in terms of negative emotions that I feel at times, and as I've shared before, I've had challenges with friendships and building strong friendships um, in my life and at certain times, and, and, and I feel like it's been a struggle that I've worked on. So some of the words that come with that are hurt or loneliness or or going into a shy state or an introverted state. And so what I want to have instead of that is to be open and giving. Those are the words that I'm going to choose instead. So here's, hopefully that makes sense to you. Here's what I want to challenge you to do. Again, this is the sole focus of today's podcast is I want you to think about the regular habitual or habitual emotional vocabulary that you use. And I want you to make a list, positive and negative words. And I want you to think about what are those words. Again, you can, step one, you can just list them from your head. And most people tend to list anywhere from eight to 12 words uh, for the regular emotional vocabulary. Part of it is just, we're, as we said, we only have two to 300 words that we use regularly so that we come up with the words that we're used to saying. So I want you to recognize what those words are, those positive words that you use that you feel habitually and the negative ones as well and the ones you use towards yourself, right? Um, and then uh, you can, step two, just just look it up, Google it, um, or maybe I'll see if I can put it on the, on the podcast page um, on our website, but if not, if you just listen to this on, on a regular podcast, it's just Google a list of positive emotional words and negative emotional words. And I want you to just go through that list and just read them and go, oh yeah, I feel that sometimes and write that down. I feel that a good amount. Oh yeah, that word is definitely you know, something that I experienced. And so you can grow that list a little bit and you can also chunk them together. As I said, sometimes those words are similar, like jealous, envious, or resentful. But But above all, I want you to recognize what the top negative emotion is that you feel on a regular basis, right? What is the top number one habitual emotional word that you use that is negative that's limiting you, that you would love it if you weren't feeling that way more regularly? As I said, if you found that you were um, regularly self-conscious or nervous and you could regularly feel assured or determined or confident, Right? Imagine just that little shift. This is where we can make one little shift without, with one word or two words in our emotional vocabulary, our habitual emotional vocabulary, and have a different experience of life. So let me show you exactly how we can do this with tapping as well. You know, the two things. Number one is you can, you know, when I learned how to do this 20 years ago, I wasn't doing it with tapping. Right? I was just consciously trying to connect those words. And to recognize what I was feeling. Part of whenever we're trying to grow emotionally is we have to work to recognize when we're in a negative state or in a negative emotion to try to break that pattern and move ourselves into a positive emotion that we want to feel, right? And so, but I'm going to show you how you can also use tapping to do that. So think about a word that you have. And, and again, you can go through the bigger list later on, um, but hopefully as we've gone through this, you've come up with one of the most prevalent negative emotional words that you use in your habitual vocabulary. You got something there? 
If you do, you can put it in the comments below. If you're on YouTube, um, and if not, you know, if you're just listening to this on a podcast, um, just write it down or think about it for yourself and just be aware of it and recognize it to go, you know what? I feel angry a lot, or I feel sad a lot, or I feel depressed a lot, or I feel lonely a lot, right? Those, that's the, you know, that's the most common word I use is I'm depressed, right? Just recognize what that number one habitual negative word is that you use in your language. And then what I want you to do is I want you to choose a positive word that you want to have instead. Now, you don't have to go all the way across the spectrum. You don't have to go from depressed all the way to joyful and, you know, full of life. You know, you don't have to make that big swing right now. But I want you to think about if you have a word like depressed, what's a, what's a word that you could use instead? What about just content or satisfied or happy or good? You know, just want to feel good. You know, I feel depressed all the time. I just want to feel good. I'd love it if I could say on a daily basis that I feel good, right? Or if you, you want to find a word, as I said, that is really powerful, gratitude's always going to be a good one, right? If you can go from saying, you know, I regularly feel depressed, but I want to connect with gratitude. I'm going to choose to feel gratitude more often. So here's what I'm going to do. Remember, we're going to do a tapping process. Anytime that we are feeling any negative emotion, we can tap to lower the intensity of that emotion and then choose a new emotion. Of course, it is difficult to choose a new emotion or to move into a positive emotion if we're very high on the intensity level with a particular emotion. So I want you to recognize a word that you have right now, and you know you can also bring up that emotion. Let's say you're not feeling angry right now, but if you think about something at work that's been driving you crazy lately or something somebody did, you feel angry about it. You can bring that up to a level eight or a nine. So I want you to recognize, so I want you to measure the intensity of that emotion right now on a scale of zero to 10, where 10 is at its really, really high, you're super angry, or you're really depressed, or you're really sad, whatever that negative word is, that is a habitual word that you regularly use, right? And you know, because we have these regular patterns, what triggers those emotions and those words, right? You, you know what those things are if you stop and you're honest with yourself. And so here's what we're going to do. We're going to do like we do always in tapping, I'm going to start off with the side of the hand and where you're going to use a statement saying, even though I'm feeling, and we're going to fill in that blank, right? So even though, and, and I'll go through the process first because I want to outline the three statements and then we'll go and do some, pro, some tapping all together. So even though I'm feeling, you can use that word for you, fill in the blank, I acknowledge and accept how I feel. Remember in that first statement, we just want to acknowledge and accept that this is what is, this is what we're feeling right now. Second statement is going to be, even though I'm feeling, and again, we state the words, the negative word that we're feeling, the negative emotion, I'm open to finding a new emotion. Okay? That's number two. I'm open to finding a new emotion. Number three, even though I'm feeling blank, whatever that word is, I choose to feel blank instead. Right? This is, so we're going to go from, you know, the, the, the first setup statement on the side of the hand, I acknowledge and accept how I feel, even though I have blank, I'm feeling blank, I acknowledge and accept how I feel. Second one, we're going to open ourselves up to finding a new emotion. And third one, we're going to choose what that new emotion is instead. Yeah. And then we're going to tap through all the different points um, in our body. And I'm just trying to think here, uh, maybe I'll use a particular word myself uh, as we go through the points, but you can choose and replace that word with, with whatever it is for you um, that you're feeling. So I'll use worry. I'll use worry as the example as we go through this, because I think that's a common thing. And again, you can use worry or, or stressed. 
um, or anxious, you know, if you feel an- anxious on a regular basis, you choose the word that's right for you. So what, but again, what, what I want you to do, I'm going to show you how to do this process. And what I want to challenge you to do is over the next 10 days, I want you to make sure that you have that list of positive words or negative words. But even if you don't do that, I want you to recognize what this number one negative word is that you use in your emotional vocabulary. And I want you to consciously choose over the next 10 days to recognize when you're when you're feeling that negative emotion and when you're using that internal negative language and to choose instead to move to that positive word that you're going to choose instead. So, so if we use the word worry in this example, and again, you can change it to whatever else you want, um, I'm going to choose a different word instead, right? So I'm going to um, say, I will say, we'll say assured, right? We don't have to necessarily be totally confident, but worried, worried or anxious is worrying about the future. I'm going to be assured, right? Or I might even mix it up and put assured, determined, and confident. We'll go through the tapping together to do that. So starting on the side of the hand, even though I'm feeling, you say that word. So even though I'm feeling worried, you repeat. I acknowledge and accept how I feel. The second round on the side of the hand, even though I'm feeling worried, I'm open to finding a new emotion instead. Third time there, even though I'm feeling worried, I choose to feel assured and determined instead. We're going to go to the eyebrow point all this worry in my body. And remember to replace the word for you if you're using something else. Side of the eye, all this worry in my body. Under the eye, all this anxiety in my body. Under the nose, I regularly feel all this anxiety. Chin point, I feel all this worry. Cowbone point, all this anxiety in my body. Under the arm, I acknowledge and accept that this is how I feel. Top of the head, and that's okay. Eyebrow point, all this worry in my body. Side of the eye, I'm worried about things not going well. Under the eye, I'm anxious about what other people will think. Under the nose, all this worry in my body. Chin point, but I'm open to finding a new emotion. Cobbling point, I don't want to feel worried all the time. Under the arm, I want a different daily experience. top of the head, I want to feel different. Eyebrow point, so I'm open to changing my habitual vocabulary. Side of the eye, what would it feel like if I felt assured on a regular basis? Under the eye, what would it feel like if I felt confident on a regular basis? Under the nose, what if I felt determined? Chin point, how would that feel in my body? Cobbon point, just saying those words, I feel better. Under the arm, those words feel better in my body. 
top of the head, but I'm so used to feeling those negative words. Eyebrow point. I know that my beliefs about life, side of the eye, and beliefs and my beliefs about myself, under the eye, regularly trigger these emotions. Under the nose, but I'm open to changing my daily experience. Chin point, I want to feel confident on a regular basis. Common point, I want to feel happy on a regular basis. Under the arm, I want to feel gratitude on a regular basis. Top of the head, so I'm choosing to challenge myself. Eyebrow point, to recognize and change my habitual emotional vocabulary. Side of the eye, how would life be different if I chose different words? Under the eye, I choose gratitude in this moment. Under the nose, I choose happiness in this moment. Chin point, I choose love in this moment. Cobblem point, I choose confidence in this moment. Under the arm, I choose to feel safe in this moment. Top of the head, all is well right now. Let's stop there and take a deep breath in all together and breathe out. I want you to check back in with that emotional, your top emotional negative word that you were feeling that we talked, that we measured at the beginning. You measured at the beginning, zero to 10, where 10 was really strong and zero was nothing. How strong is that emotion now? Maybe you're at a seven, eight, nine, or 10 before, and maybe it's come down a little bit. Maybe, you know, all that gratitude and love and, and those different emotions that you chose feel different in your body. You can feel the different emotion, different chemicals released in your body and how those feel to you right now. Maybe you go, I don't know, I'm not used to feeling this way. I'm worried that it won't last. I'm worried that that, that uh, something will bad will happen. I'm just, you're just used to feeling those regular habitual emotions. And so what we are going to do now, hopefully you're going to accept my challenge. Let me know in the comments. Uh, if you're on YouTube, let me know in the comments below. If not, um, let me know on social. Send me a message or uh, you know, leave a comment on one of the posts about this podcast. And let me know if you're choosing to accept my challenge to spend 10 days acknowledging recognize and recognizing those negative habitual words that you use and choosing to find new positive habitual words that you can move to instead. Again, it's not to say that you don't have positive ones already, but maybe you spend about, you know, 20% of the positive and 80% of the negative or 40% of the positive and 60% of the negative. And you just want to create a shift in how much more positive emotional vocabulary you use for yourself internally and just in your experience of life and to lower those negative words that you use on a regular basis. So that's it for today. Keeping it short, let me know what you think about this podcast. Share it with other people. 
Um, let others uh, join you in this just simple challenge. You know, I know for those of you who follow us at the Tapping Solution, we know you know we run uh, challenges with our Tapping Solution app on a regular basis. This is not one of those big challenges. This is just a personal challenge to you. There's no sign up form. There's no page. You're not going to get any emails about it. This is a choice that you're making to challenge yourself to say, "Hey, I'm going to stop and recognize what is that one top negative emotional word that you use." And what's a, a positive word that you could work to replace it with on a regular basis? I told you my experience that I had years ago about how I had the word anger as a part of my habitual experience and vocabulary and how I shifted that to be frustrated and how from there on out, I still don't get angry. I just do not get angry. I get frustrated about things sometimes and I'm going to work as well in joining you in this challenge to even change that word to feel less frustrated as often, I just feel more patient and accepting, right? To feel more patient. You know, I think a lot of times my frustration or annoyance or impatience or disappointment tends to do with my interactions with other people, with, with, um, with you know, with, with work things, with other people. And I don't want to feel that way. I want to feel more patient and accepting. And so that's what I'm going to do here instead. So thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast. And until next time, keep tapping.